Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your week. We've got a good one in store for you this week. We're going to be talking a lot about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's right, this highly anticipated video game is out. I'm going to give you my non-spoiler review here in the beginning, and then we're going to cap the show off. i got a couple friends coming here on the show, and we're going to go into big-time spoiler territory, because believe me, there is a lot in this game to get to. We've got some other things, too. We're going to be talking about uh, some big announcements from the Xbox team at the XO19 event that just happened this past week. We have the Game Awards uh, nominees announced. I'm going to give you some thoughts on those, as well as a couple other news stories. But like I said, at the end of the show, we're going to be diving deep into Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So the beginning half isn't probably going to be as packed as normal. And, hey, my kindergarten classmate, Chris Maselli, is not here. He is down hanging out with the mouse in Walt Disney World. So he'll be back next week. We'll be talking a lot about just his trip. I mean, he has not been to Disney in a long, long time. So I cannot wait to hear from him. And of course, he's going to give you his thoughts on Galaxy's Edge, uh, as well as everything else at Disney. So I'll be on the lookout for that next week. I think that's going to be a very, very fun show. But this week, like I said, we're talking Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And before we do, let's get the, the normal housekeeping here out of the way. Don't forget, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Uh, of course, you can follow the show at The Enthused Life. Email us, theenthusedlife at gmail.com. I love reading your emails here on the show. We're not going to read any here this week uh, just because, like I said, we're talking a lot about Fallen Order, and I want to have some time here um, to kind of get to all that here later on in the show. But please email me, theenthusedlife at gmail.com. I would love to know what your thoughts are on the game. If you've played the game, please send that over. Uh, if you would like to help support the show, you can do so now by becoming a patron uh, here for The Enthusiast Life. $5 a month gets you access to not only a special podcast a month, which all the topics on that podcast is all just fueled by our patrons themselves, and the patrons also get to come on as guests on that show as well, uh, but it also gives you exclusive access to our Discord channel, which we've been having a blast this week. We just launched it last week. We've been having a lot of fun talking to everybody, uh, and big thanks to our new uh, patrons, A-Train 99, WSU, uh, Phantom Flyer 09, and Astastic. So thank you guys for helping to support the show, and I said I'm going to bring some friends here on the show to talk about spoiler stuff next uh, here at the end of the show. J17 Falcon, one of our supporters, is going to be on to talk. And this is basically stemming from our conversation about Fallen Order just through our Discord. So if you want to get into this private Discord with Chris and I, as well as all the other patrons in there, five bucks a month gets you access to that. You can find the link down in the show notes below and get yourself started. And uh, big thanks to everybody that helps support the show. And you know what? Even if you can't, just hitting that play button helps, helps uh, support the show. We appreciate it every week with you doing that. So let's do this here. Let's talk Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I'll tell you, this game, obviously being a Star Wars game, you guys know I'm a big Star Wars fan. So I was super excited when this game was announced, what, a year and a half ago, especially that Respawn was going to be working on it. Uh, and then, of course, Star Wars Celebration earlier this year, we got the trailer and kind of got that set up for what the game was going to be, that it was going to take place shortly after, well, I say shortly, but after Order 66. So it's this time when literally... The Jedi Order has fallen, as the name says. Um, but we got to kind of just experience that time frame and, and follow a Padawan living in the shadows. We did get to see a little bit of that in Star Wars Rebels. If you watch that show, um, you kind of got to see a little bit of that. So if, if you play Jedi Fallen Order and you like kind of the themes in that setting 
of the Star Wars universe at that time, check out Star Wars Rebels um, because that's essentially where it is. It's a little bit later than what we see in this game. Um, but I, I was just super excited for that. Um, knowing that it was going to be a third-person action game, very melee-focused, didn't quite know what to expect. I mean, I think just my my history and my experiences with the Force Unleashed, I think I was kind of thinking that style of gameplay, you know, the kind of over-the-top using the Force but that is not exactly what this game is. Essentially what they'd have done. And again, no spoilers here, more just impressions, but I am going to give you kind of the, the gameplay loop that is there because I think some people need to know what the game is uh, before you jump in because you know some people maybe aren't just big into story games, um, but this game is so much just story-focused and it is an epic epic Star Wars tale. I mean, it, it takes a little bit to kind of get going, honestly, but once it does by the end, I mean, I was holding my breath. Big thanks to Gamer Goo for always helping support the show. I mean, I <laughs> I needed the Gamer Goo, man. I mean, there's some moments in this game that are just wow, like, like almost jaw-dropping. I mean, kudos to the guys at Respawn for being able to just piece together um, just, just an amazing story in the Star Wars universe. I mean, they were given the shot and given the chance to do it, and they did it. Essentially, the game is you following a character, Cal Kestis is his name. He is a, a Padawan who kind of survived Order 66. And the gameplay has you just spanning across multiple planets. Um, again, third-person action, but it is very melee-focused to the point that it's almost like a Dark Souls light. Um, every swing of the lightsaber, everything you do is very deliberate and you have set animations. You have to look at your enemies and watch their tells basically. When are they going to swing? When are you going to block? When are you going to parry? When are you going to dodge? You know, maybe pull them towards you or force push them away. Like you're, it's not just like force unleashed where you're just unleashing all this, you know, crazy force powers and just cutting down stormtroopers like crazy, which you do, you do cut down stormtroopers pretty easily, which by the way, being a stormtrooper myself, I am a bit offended that, you know, I think I could have took a few more shots uh, than the stormtroopers represented here in this game. Um, but 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 seriously, I mean, it, it's the, the gameplay got me just it. it for, this is probably the best representation of a lightsaber lightsaber combat in a video game. Like I said, Force Unleashed felt great. Um, but it was so over the top and just so crazy where this is, like I said, it's very deliberate. So you really feel like you're you're really swinging it and it feels heavy and just your movement feels heavy. And, you know, at first it might be somewhat of a turnoff to some players, but as you start playing and you get better at it, um, it almost just becomes second nature. I mean, you, you really, based on the difficulty of the game, you could turn it on to a story mode where it's a little bit easier, but you need to essentially learn to play the game and and it, it's very rewarding because you know right around that next corner is that next story beat and and i mean they they give you bd1 he's this little droid that is kind of with you um you know the the banter between cal and him is great um bd1's character which it's always kind of funny to say the character of a droid is just awesome um you know he, he's almost like this little tiny just puppy that's kind of coming along with you but it has all these abilities that help you out throughout your your progress um and, uh, you know, the the loop, when I when I said I want to let you know what the loop is, is it's the melee combat, but then you get to these save points. And as you're playing the game, you're, you're given XP, experience points for defeating enemies or discovering new locations. And they give you points that you can allocate into this skill tree. Skill tree unlocks more force powers, more saber abilities, maybe gives you more health. Um, 
And when you go to these areas to do that, you're essentially saving. Uh, BD1 has the ability to give you health. So you're, you're uh, by the end of the game, I think I had three health packs, if you want to say. But as you use them, they just go away because your health doesn't uh, regen. But when you go to one of these areas, you can say, okay, I want BD1 to have three more health packs because at any point you can call on him to give you one. But by doing that, it's like a bonfire in Dark Souls where all the enemies on the map respawn. So if you worked your way to a certain area and you know you got to fight back to your ship, you got to get back to your ship essentially because it's not like you can fast travel to these multiple points or fast travel back to your ship. The game forces you to run back to your ship. If you save in one of these areas, all those enemies respawn again and you got to go through it. So it's kind of like this, you know, give and take and it just but but it just feels so good and like a game like a Dark Souls as you get better at the game, you start tearing through the enemies much quicker because you know their tells, you know how to defeat them, you got more abilities. Um, and the game is very, it's story focused, but it's also very exploration focused. So it's almost like Dark Souls and then my other, well, I say I should say one of my favorite, if not one of my, my favorite series, Metroid had a baby. It's Dark Souls and Metroid because you're unlocking areas to the map. You're coming to certain areas that you can't progress through till you get another ability and then you come back. So it has that Metroidvania style, but it's much more like a Metroid Prime. Um, and, and so it's telling you this great story with these just epic cutscenes, which by the way, the game is very much like God of War last year. So 2018's God of War that was very cinematic. Um, that game really never had a cut in the camera. The camera was constantly panning into cutscenes, panning out couple times you'll get a little bit of a black screen cutting out or you can tell when the game is coming out of a cutscene into the game itself. But I mean, there are moments where they kind of hide and I'm guessing they're kind of hiding some loading of, of the, the levels, but they'll have you go through like a small crawl space and just the animation of Cal and BD1 going through that area, it just looks so good and it just keeps all in tune that you're constantly engaged with this story. The graphics are amazing. It, it's it's pretty much the Star Wars game I think we've always wanted and just never got. I mean, it honestly is the, probably the best Star Wars game since Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, it's got to be. I can't even think of anything that's... I mean, I guess Force Unleashed was good. Probably the original Force Unleashed, probably the best game we got since then. But I would say this trumps that because the story itself and kind of the, the state of where that story falls into the canon because everything here is canon and, and stick around at the end if you finish the game don't listen to the, to the end until you finish the game but if you have finished it um you know when i say there are repercussions from this we it, it tells us a lot of kind of the state of the world and um i i think it's um yeah something that we definitely need to discuss and that's why we're doing that here at the end of the show because I, I finished the game it was like i i just got to talk to people who finished this game and that's why i'm bringing like i said j17 falcons coming on from our discord chat and uh, Slay Steel Soul, our, our buddy Gary from uh, Hey That's Comics, he's coming on the show as well because I got to have people to talk to about this game. I just finished it, uh, what, six, seven hours ago, and I just I, I need someone to talk to out loud with this game. So that's why we're going to talk about that later. And uh, I think it's great, you know, bringing these actual actors into this game, doing the motion capture, all of that looks great. Um, you know, uh, they are now part of the Star Wars canon. And I would tell you, if you are a Star Wars fan who likes video games, but for whatever reason, maybe seem like you might be a little turned off from this, give it a shot because it, it, the story that's here is awesome. And I don't think it should be missed. I think it's something that a lot of people need to check out. So I'm not going to go too deep anymore here. Let, let's kind of leave it at that. 
other than, you know, I know it's not surprising to anyone that I just enjoy the heck out of this game. Uh, but I want to talk more here towards the end of the show. And I will say, I mean, as of right now, it's my game of the year. Like, there, there's nothing else um, that can really top it. And on top of that, like, it was nice just to play a video game-ass video game. Like, there was no... There's no DLC, which actually saddens me. I wish it was like Spider-Man where we got some some kind of DLC packs down the line. I would gladly pay to spend some more with with uh, Cal and the crew here. Um, but I think, you know, hey, it, it was just nice to spend, I don't even know how long it took me, maybe 20 hours, 25 hours to kind of get through it all. Perfect. Loved it. It was great. So I highly, highly recommend it. So stick around, like I said, at the end of the show, and we will talk spoilers of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. All right. Well, this past weekend, Microsoft had their XO19 event, which is kind of their own little little uh, E3, if you want to say, but it's not E3. It's specifically for Microsoft, and they had some big announcements uh, com- coming out of there. Uh, they did announce that Project xCloud, which has kind of been in this closed alpha beta going, and if you're not familiar with that is, that's kind of their uh, streaming service um, that they have out. Uh, they added 50 new games to Project X Cloud. So all kinds of games are in there. So if you're into that service, I believe you can just kind of play all those games. Um, kind of just because that's really what they want people doing is playing these games. Um, you're going to see how they all work streaming. You can play it on your phone. Pretty much any Android device. It's not actually uh, enabled for uh, iOS devices. Uh, but so far, those that I know are in it, which actually Chris sent me an email today or sent me a picture of an email he received today. He's in. So uh, I don't know if we'll be talking about it next week on the show, but I definitely want to get his impressions on that. I actually want to play Halo 5 with him, with me playing on uh, my Xbox and him playing through Project X Cloud. Just kind of see how that works. Um, but you know, hey, Microsoft, I think they're doing the right thing with streaming. Uh, you know, I don't want to dive too much into Stadia right now but it seems like you know kind of the feedback from that is that it just was not ready for the big time not really ready to be released um obviously having to buy titles is a hurdle i mean the fact that yeah they gave away destiny 2 and that's great but it's only running at 1080 uh upscaled to 4k and even people are reporting that even then it's still not looking like if you're running it natively. I mean, I thought this was supposed to be running on the best of the best, right? This should be the best version of every single one of these games where conversely Project X Cloud or when X Cloud eventually releases, Microsoft is more or less saying, hey, just play the games you already own. And I think that may be kind of the future for streaming, at least for now, as high as I was on what that future could be. I know back at E3, just gushing over what Stadia and, and the streaming future could look like. Um I think now kind of where we are, the Microsoft angle is probably the way to go, right? Where you're you're basically being able to stream your library. So more kind of the, the not sitting down to play a game for hours and hours and hours. It's more the like a Destiny player would. Hey, Zer has that item I need to buy. I'm out and I got to log in and do it. Or I'm just going to go in and turn in some bounties. Or I'm going to go in and, you know, do whatever it is you're going to do in a game. Nothing that really is too intensive and in kind of becoming your primary form of playing the game stadia wants to be your gaming platform project x cloud just wants to give you another way to play your games kind of how you want to play them so uh it's gonna be interesting you know the feed again the feedback to stadia has been um <laughs> kind of crazy but uh back to back to microsoft uh, kind of doing the right things um they did announce a ton of games coming to xbox game pass uh right now rage 2 has been released on there uh i think planet fall is on there which is kind of neat remnant from the ashes a game that i really wanted to check out it's kind of a, a dark souls e shooter game that kind of was an indie game but just kind of seemed to blow up and kind of hold the conversation for a few weeks uh definitely want to check that game out I haven't had the chance now but they released those those are out 
Uh, but then there's other games coming. Uh, Witcher 3 is a big one, I think, that's coming. So a lot of people that haven't played that. Um, Darksiders 3. Halo Reach is getting added finally uh, to the Master Chief Collection, as well as kind of being the launch title for the Master Chief Collection on PC. I think they announced December 3rd is when that's officially coming out. And it's been great just seeing all the footage of that game in 60 frames 4K. God, that game looks so good. Uh, but then they also announced a bunch of the games coming in 2020. Uh, you got, you know, Ori, the new Ori coming out. Um, they did announce, this was kind of one that I think kind of threw everybody for a loop. They're pretty much releasing every Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy VII, uh, which is kind of wild. So Final Fantasy VII itself is coming. Uh, 15 is coming. No 14 yet, unfortunately, um, which I don't even know how you would do that in Game Pass. Um, but pretty much all the other ones, 13, 11, 12, all those games are coming, which is kind of neat. Now they're going to trickle them out, uh, which I think is kind of cool too. So it's not just going to be this big dump of games. It's like if you're a Final Fantasy fan and you want to replay these games, you can go ahead and kind of do it at your leisure. Uh, Wasteland 3, another game that they had already announced that is coming, and, and just a bunch of games. I mean, Game Pass just seems to be... The best value in video game, I video games. I know PlayStation Now has come out and uh, they're allowing you to download some of your games for your PlayStation. But the problem with that, the problem with that is you're not getting those day and date new releases. The fact that the Outer Worlds, the day that it released was there on Game Pass is huge. If Sony would want to do the right thing, they would make sure... When Last of Us 2 releases, it is included in that, and then everybody and their mother would jump in and be all in on it. But unfortunately, they're not doing that. So we're kind of stuck uh, <laughs> still having to buy the games, right, like we always have. Um, let's see, we had the announcement from Obsidian, so their follow-up. It's not really their follow-up, but another game that they've been working on uh, since Seattle Worlds is this new game called Grounded. Uh, it's kind of this new preview title. Uh, looks very interesting. I, I You, know, you kind of don't get too much from the trailer, uh, other than that, you're basically doing like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, essentially kind of running through uh, the backyard of uh, you know somebody's house, seeing all the little things. So it really reminded me of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It looks pretty neat. Uh, almost like this little survival game kind of taking place here. And then out of nowhere, we had a new Rare game, Ever Wild, being announced. And uh, not too much really shown um, and, and they're told what this game is, other than that it's a magical, natural world. And uh, they also did show off even some new uh, DLC for Sea of Thieves, so... Um, you know, overall, Xbox still just bringing the games. I mean, that's their thing. I think Game Pass, again, is, is kind of really keeping them afloat. And uh, the word of mouth of that is huge. And, and you know, I think the Outer Worlds, um, kind of the success of that, um, even though that was multi-platform, I think it is really being tied to uh, just kind of the Xbox branding, um, which I thought, um, you know, I think is, is, is a good thing for sure. So I'm definitely interested to see what Microsoft brings next year. And, of course, Scarlet, they didn't show anything for that. I was hoping we were going to get some more of that or maybe even, um, you know, the new Halo. Um, didn't really get anything for either one of those. So hopefully soon we'll be getting some of that. I mean, I think what? When PlayStation came out, we had a reveal of the PS4. When PS4 came out, we had that in February, I think. And Xbox was like in later in March, a few weeks later in March. So probably, we're only probably a few months away from knowing what those new consoles are going to be, the PlayStation 5, which actually this week, I didn't even put it in here in the rundown, but um, there was a uh, release of the PlayStation 5 controller like copyright patents uh, looks very similar uh, to the PlayStation 4 controller. Uh, definitely has the big touchpad still. They're going to maintain that. Um, but I think it was lacking the uh, light bar on the back, which was kind of interesting because that's typically used for like PlayStation VR. So I think, you know, they, and they did say that PlayStation VR would be able to be brought forward. So 
Something a little weird there. I guess they're thinking if you have the PlayStation VR now, you probably have the PS4 controllers. So the DualShock 4, so you can just use those, I guess, with it. So I guess don't trade in your DualShock 4s if you have a PlayStation VR and you plan on trading in your PS4 or PS5. Don't do that until we know all those answers, I think would be the uh, <laughs> the right answer for that. Um, let's see, we also had this week the announcement from Jeff Keighley for the Video Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards is going to be, uh, when is that? It's going to be Thursday, December 12th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles uh, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And I want to go through some of these uh, nominations. We're not going to go through all of them, uh, but kind of the big ones that kind of stood out for me. The Game of the Year uh, section is kind of the big one, obviously, every single year. And here's what we have. We have Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. Um, I'm not going to say I'm surprised Control is on there, but I kind of am. Like, I didn't really expect that game to be on there, but I'm, I'm glad it is. Like, if you guys listened to the show, you knew I loved that game. It was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't, at the time, think it would be my game of the year, but it definitely was up there, like one of the more memorable experiences from the year. Um, you know, it's always weird to see a game like Smash Brothers because it's really technically from last year. It came out in December last year, but... Because the cutoff, which I'm going to talk about here in a second, that's why it's on there. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake being on there, I haven't played it. Um, but that, to me, is always kind of weird, too, to have a remake of a game as a game of the year. I guess they really did do a, a lot of work, obviously, because they completely overhauled it, basically rebuilt the game. Um, but kind of weird. So I think, for me, The Outer Worlds, even though I haven't finished it, like just that game strikes so many things um, that I think on this list, that would be the game of the year. But... You're gonna, what you just heard me talk about a little while ago, and what you're gonna hear at the end of this podcast, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order right now is my game of the year, and I don't really see anything coming soon that would pass that. And to me, it's pretty sad that they can't, you know, have this be on there. Like, you know, they announced these. I think the day it came out, the day that uh, the game came out, or shortly before before that, like. You knew that Jedi Fallen Order was coming out. Now, granted, it's a Star Wars game and EA's track record, but, I mean, you really probably, Jeff Keighley and team, should have maybe waited for that game to come out because I think there's going to be a lot of people saying Jedi Fallen Order is my game of the year, that it should be now. There, Yes, there are a few little bugs, and I know when you read some of the reviews, that seems to be kind of the, the, the knock against it, but all that can be patched out. And overall, the game really is just great man the story is so good it really reminds me of like god of war last year where it was just very story driven very just actiony and really invested you in everything from the gameplay to the story i don't know how it's not on this list and so i think that's kind of a a travesty of the game awards which i understand the technicality but are we going to now see that on next year's list and then it's going to be up against everything else next year that's coming out which i think is you know i don't know that this game of the year selection just doesn't doesn't really look great um let's see we had best ongoing game was another one that's out there we got uh apex destiny 2 is on there fortnite rainbow six siege and final fantasy 14 is on that list as well man you know between destiny 2 and final fantasy 14 guys i know many of you listen to this you know you know i should be picking destiny 2 i know i should be picking destiny 2 and if i don't i'm probably gonna lose so many of you guys listening to this right now but um for me personally, if I could pick a game of the year, it would be maybe Final Fantasy XIV, just because of the impact that game made on me. But uh, in terms of ongoing game, I mean, it's not even fair. It's a full-blown MMO that is being funded through monthly 
subscriptions. You know, you can't to put something like that on the list is kind of rough. I think when people think ongoing, we're thinking more these these live service games, which granted, yes, MMOs are that, but it, being that it's a subscription game, I don't know. But hey, is it Destiny 2? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure many would even argue that it's even Fortnite for the things that Epic does with that game. I don't know. Uh, let's see. The independent game kind of, I'm, I'm glad Baba is You is getting some some recognition. The game is great. Untitled Goose Game on there is cool. And then, of course, Outer Wilds. I mean, they're putting that on there, which is kind of interesting to see that's on there. Um, I, I, I mean, Obsidian to me really isn't a uh, indie game, but um, you know, sure, Obsidian's owned by Microsoft now, but it, this was pre Outer Worlds was pre that acquisition, so um, that could be why it's, why it's there. And then the other one that uh, kind of stood out to me was best action game: uh, Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, which by the way is not on a lot of these. Uh, I think it's best actually, yeah, Call of Duty Mobile is on there. Uh, and of course, Shooter: uh, Modern Warfare is on there. Uh, Devil May Cry Five, Gears Five, Metro Exodus. Um, you know, I, as much as I liked Modern Warfare, like Gears 5 was a lot of fun to play. Like it really was great. So I probably would go that route. Uh, but I mean, there's a bunch of these lists. Go check them out if you're interested. And, you know, if you're a gamer out there, there's obviously it's going to be a lot of discussions coming up. We're going into that time of the year. Chris and I always do our, um, just year in review. That's where I will pick my, my games of the year. Um, but, um, yeah, so the Game Awards going to be uh, December 12th. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. I mean, the best part of the Game Awards is everybody's there just to see all the new game reveals, right? That's why everybody's there. We're not there to really see who's going to win. I mean, of course we are, but not really. We just want to see uh, all the new stuff. Uh, all right, well, real quick here, before we move on to the Jedi Fallen Order uh, spoiler cast. I do want to take a second here and thank our sponsor. And that is, of course, our good friends over at Gamergoo. That's right. Gamergoo is the only antiperspirant for your hands to help you in any of those sweaty PVP matches you're going to have, or even those just sweaty fights you're going to have in Jedi Fallen Order, which believe me, Gamergoo saved my life um, by, <laughs> by playing this game. Because uh, man, there's some moments I'm scared of heights and there's there's some moments with some heights in this game. Let's just put it that way. But uh, Gamergoo's got you covered and keep you covered for up to four hours. Uh, if you're interested, head on over to Gamergoo.com. You can use our promo code TEL. That's T-E-L as in The Enthusiast Life. Save yourself 10% off your order. They got all different scents over there. There's cinnamon, vanilla sugar, teakwood, cherrywood, orange, peppermint. You can even get a free trial. So if you're interested and just want to check it out, uh, you can get your free trial over there at Gamergoo.com. And like I've always said, it's a great inexpensive gift for that gamer and your life if you're looking for just something fun and neat heck even if you're looking for like a stocking stuffer here as we're going into the holidays gamergoo is a great option for you so check it out gamergoo.com use our code tell t-e-l save yourself 10 percent off your order and uh you know just if you, if you use it make sure to hit me up on twitter and use the hashtag yeah go in it because i love to see that hashtag and i know the guys over at gamergoo love that as well so big thanks to them again for continuing to support the show and uh yeah it, it's it's gamer goo is great and it, like i said with jedi fallen order it really um yeah saved, saved my life because there were some moments there are some moments in jedi fallen order trust me that will have you just on the edge of your sweet seat and um just the excitement is it's awesome well, all right. Well, this is the part of the episode where we're going to go into the spoiler territory for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So if you have not played the game yet and don't want anything spoiled, now is your chance to get on out. Go play the game and come on back to this point because I don't want to spoil anything in here because believe me, there are definitely some epic, epic moments in this game that should not be spoiled. So I'm going to give you a little countdown. Three, two, one. 
All right, so joining me now for the spoiler portion of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. First up, longtime friend of the show and host of Hey It's Comics, Gary. Gary, what's up, man? What's going on, Mark? I'm fired up, ready to talk some Star Wars. I know, man. You know, we, we've been chatting kind of offline about this game just a little bit, not wanting to get too much into spoilers, but I just I had to talk to somebody about this game spoiler-wise after just finishing it, finishing it just earlier today. And Gary... I know you finished it, and our other guest here on the show is actually, I'm pulling him from our uh, patron Discord chat, uh, J17Falcon. Jordan, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Mark? I'm super excited to be here, man. Oh, man, such a good game, and I'm just way excited to talk about oh, it. So, know, so good. You actually, I think you finished it, because we've been like in our Discord chat, we've been chatting kind of this whole week while everybody's playing it. I think you finished it right. first. Didn't you have everybody? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely finished it first, I think, because I was just like blowing through that game. I was probably staying up to like, what, like three in the morning, some some nights. <laughs> like, And oh my gosh, you know, I couldn't sleep. I just had to keep going like because I'd hit, a, I'd hit a point in the story and I would just, you know, just keep playing. So I was like, I got to see what happens next. Like, yeah. it was just way, I don't know. Yeah, super good. And I think it was your saying you finished it that was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta finish it. And then Gary, <laughs> I think you finished it next. And the, it just, I, I finished it earlier today, and I just had to talk about everything about this game because, like, this is one of those games that for me, and and I want to get your impressions here in a second, but for me, it just kept getting better and better. And hearing you say, Jordan, that it was one of those things where you're playing it, you just couldn't go to bed. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. kind of probably the same thing for you, right? You just got totally yeah, invested def- in this game. Definitely. I mean, it, it becomes like, and here's the funny thing is that when I first started talking to you about it in the chat is that you sent out a message. You're like, who's excited for Jedi Fallen Order? And I kind of went, eh, honestly, Mark, I'm 0% excited That's for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I yep. was like, I, I was like, I don't have a lot of expectations. I feel like it's not going to be that good of a game. I, I had some sort of like a, you know, I had a little bit of a problem with like the facial animations in some of the trailers. And I was like, man, I don't know if they did a good job on his face. Like he's making these weird looks on his face and uh i was just not really excited for it like at all and then i was like you know what like and then i was looking it up and i saw that it had a like an orange lightsaber that you could have like if you <laughs> pre-ordered it and i'm such a sucker for that kind of stuff i was like oh my gosh the orange lightsaber i gotta get it and so uh i was like i will give it a chance i was like i'll just you know not really expecting much and then i just was completely blown away like wrong and i and i was willing to admit it. i was like all right guys i was wrong yeah <laughs> this game is it's amazing so well, Gary, yeah. what about you, man? How, what, what are you thinking? Just kind of overall, just impressions of the game and all that. Well, I want to say it was extremely difficult to discuss this in the chat because most of them haven't finished it yet, and it was very hard not to dive in. So I'm really glad that we're doing this here. I, I mean, you and I have been talking about this game for a couple months now, if not at least a year since it's been announced and such. And we were looking forward to it, but especially looking at it from the trailers and such, I wasn't sure I was going to connect with Cal, and I I wasn't sure. It's EA, after all. Their track record right. works against them at this point. Yep. But going into playing the game, and at first I'm like, oh, well, this isn't too bad. And then, you know, as you said, the further you get into it, the more used to everything you get, you start unlocking the new abilities, and it just sucked me in. Deeper and deeper I went. Yep. I'm kind of with you, Jordan, where it was like, as excited as I was, I think I was more excited for just kind of the the time and place that it was going to take place. You know, after Order 66, we're going to kind of get to explore some of that, which if you watch Star Wars Rebels, you got a little bit of that, you know, because you, you kind of got to see, um, you know, Kanan kind of being the Jedi 
you know, hidden, you know, kind of being secretive. And so you, the idea of being mm-hmm. able to play that was great. But I was like you where, you know, Cameron, what's his name? Cameron Monaghan. Is that the actor's yeah. name? Like, it looks like him, but there wasn't even still, even by the end, just something about even the facial animations that <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's that a little uncanny valley where they got it pretty close to being good but not quite and then you know some of the characters look real good like deborah wilson who plays seer like yeah she was you know it was a little off a little bit too but trilla's character trilla man when when she takes her helmet off like yeah wow like that like that (laughs) was the best like she was awesome you could just tell in her face the actress that played her i mean just the emotion on her face when she first took that helmet off and then every time we see her thereafter was just I mean, I, I like I said, as it started going on, I was really getting invested in the characters. And, you know, as you yeah. start to kind of know a little bit more of the history um, behind them all. And I think that's really what the game nailed was it it is canon. So this is part of the Star Wars story. And I, that's why I I, I don't want to say it stinks that it's a video game, but I, I really wish everybody could know this story. And we're going to get into it here in a little bit of kind of the, the overall impact that this kind of has on, on the Star Wars universe. But um, I think it's a story that... N- I'm glad was told and then I got to kind of play through it because the way it's presented, it's almost like you're just watching a movie. I mean, they, they, it was almost like, I know Gary, you loved God of War 2018. Like it's kind of like that, right? I mean, it's just so cinematic in the way that you're, they're portraying everything to you. It nailed star Wars as we like to remember star Wars. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. Which is really all I was really hoping for. Yep. And they, what, yeah. what do you guys think of, I guess, just the mechanics of them kind of going down the route of a Dark Souls light style of game? You know, because one of the things I know with any Star Wars game they need to make sure is that they can bring in any player, you know, that anybody can pick up the control. That was the one thing about Battlefront. I know, you know, hot. some people are hot on it. Some people are cold on it. Um, they needed to make sure that a five-year-old could pick up that controller or a you know, 56-year-old who's never played a video game in his life but sees the shiny new Star Wars game, who wants to jump right. in can pick it up and still feel like Luke Skywalker. And I will say, I mean, this game, if you put it on story mode, which I did try just to see kind of the difficulty, the enemies would kind of just stand there and they wouldn't really deal a lot of damage to, to you. But still, there was still some little bit of skill in, in some of that fighting i think i mean what do you what do you think jordan just i guess of the style of game of kind of making yeah, it a yeah. bit more technical i guess then then like then a game so, like force unleashed where you're just mowing sure. everything down regardless right yeah force unleashed i remember playing that like a long time ago i don't really i can't i don't have a lot of memories for it but same thing with dark souls i've never played a dark souls game but like a lot of people have been comparing it to that and i think that yeah like you were saying i mean they have these di- difficulty levels right so they had like you know, Jedi, Jedi Master, Jedi Grandmaster. And I think if you just scale that, you know, according to how you want to play, I think it's going to be easy and a good experience for you. And then um, I haven't tried Jedi Grandmaster yet, but I actually I did my first playthrough on like the normal difficulty. Now I'm doing the hard difficulty. And I just, you know, I, I see this as one of those games where like uh, I think Resident Evil 4 was actually one of the games that I just played through over and over again and i feel like this is going to be one of those games that i come back to make you know after you know one or two years go by hey i'm going to jump in fallen order and just play it you know play a playthrough real fast yeah, you know yep. and it's it's definitely it's good and the mechanics going back to that the mechanics i feel like are super good with the blocking and the parrying there's actually things that you can do just off of like the top of your head thinking it you go okay what would happen if i like 
pulled that stormtrooper towards me and then pushed him. You know, you can do those types of things and you can actually pull. There's like these plants in the game that like explode. And I didn't realize this until like after I had already beat the game. I went back and I was like, you can pick those plants up. You can actually pull them with your with your force. Right. And you can hold it in your hand. And then you can shoot that at other enemies. Like you can throw that at enemies and it'll explode or, you know, same thing with the spiders. You can pick those Mm -hmm. up and throw them and the poison will get on the other enemies, you know? So there's really cool, like kind of intuitive things that if you think about it, you go, I wonder if this would work and you can try it and it actually, you know, ends up working. And I thought that was pretty cool about the fighting style. I actually just barely learned as well that when you parry, depending on which direction you push the, like, I think it's the left stick or the right stick. I can't remember. It will do a different like execution. So if you push down, you'll do a different execution when you hit X, if you press up. Oh, and hit I didn't X. know that either. Yeah. Huh. Like there's, there's these things that they don't tell you in the mechanics, but you can kind of figure them out on your own. Like just if you're, you know, curious and that kind of stuff. Hmm. So I really like, I like the mechanics a lot. Yeah. I will, I will say one little downside is that some of the glitches in the game that, you know, there was a little bit glitchiness, like yeah. uh, frame rate drops. And then there was this one time I was like, wall running on something and then i jumped and then i went into a corner that i guess i wasn't supposed to and i kind of fell through the world <laughs> and then when i and then when i respawned it put me in the like the outside of the game so i could still see around me and it was just like the you know it was like i was in the editor for the game you know and yeah. it was and so i had to end up turning <laughs> i didn't have to turn my xbox off but i like had to like leave the game and then go back in and then it put me at my save point but you know there's a couple things like that but definitely not enough to make me you know you know me you know i think it solid nine out of ten on the game overall for yeah. sure you know yep Gary, what do you think of the just kind of the the fighting mechanics and all that are actually have you ever played dark souls gary you a dark souls guy well, to have a whole like 40 minutes bloodborne in there that's about it but with Jedi Fallen Order here, I played through on normal first. Now I'm going through on Jedi Master, and I like it. I mean, like you said, it's not very much like Force Unleashed, which I just played a couple weeks ago, I think. And I like the sense of weight. And yeah. as you're trying to you know, learn to become a Jedi, as you're getting to fight the tougher guys, the key to success is the patience, the tranquility, to become one with the Force, if you will. Yeah, and it makes everything easier with you get your parrying timing and such like that. I, I think that's where kind of like the mechanics of you having to learn to like literally play the game. I mean, that's one of the things about Dark Souls is like you'll go from point A to point B, which maybe is let's say fifty feet, like in the real world, like if it just didn't, but in the game world. And the first time you go through it and you fight, let's say three enemies, it may take you an hour because you just got to figure out like what's the little like fight puzzle to these guys. But come, you know, two hours down the line, you're just mowing through those guys because you figure out what you need to do to, to fight them. And I think that plays well into the, the idea of being a Jedi and learning to be a Jedi because us as players is also learning to, to do that. And, and kind of like you said, Jordan, where you're, you're just learning all these different things that you can do. I can pick up this, this uh, exploding plant and throw it at these guys or I can, you know. I mean, it was even. Are those the spiky ones you were talking about? Because I, yeah, I got to the, the spiky I ones. I like accidentally force pushed, and so you come to some areas where there's like three or four of them, and you just force push, and every single one just flies off the cliff. And See, I, was I didn't like, even oh, know that. Just go ahead and do that. So I just run through this area and not have to worry about. Um, Another thing about those actually okay. is that you have to throw them at these bars that will like it, they'll like corrode the bars and it will they'll disappear. 
And that's how you get to some of the force echoes, actually, with those ah, things. Gotcha. And that that one took me forever to figure out. I was so frustrated. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. And I, you know, but, I yeah. think they really nailed, too, just that um, sense of exploration, right? I mean, this is very much a Metroid Prime style game where it's, you know, you're, or even like a uh, Metroidvania type game where you're in one area, you can't access a certain spot. Hour or two mm -hmm. later, when you get that ability, you can go back. But... It, for me, it always seemed like I was rewarded for going back and finding things. Like, I love the echoes. Like, to me, a lot of times in games, I don't listen to the audio logs. I don't do all that stuff sometimes. But maybe just because it was Star Wars, I was totally invested <laughs> in everything in this game. Yeah. And, I, you know, I have not 100%ed it or anything, not even close to that. Because, uh, like I said, I just finished it the first time earlier. But I definitely plan on going back in and finding everything. Because, to me, that was the best. I've actually been going into, what do they call it? The I guess it's the database or data bank. And this, yeah. mm -hmm. I just love reading through all that because, again, this is canon. So everything in here, you know, could come up at some point in a novel or a comic or whatever. This is all considered part of the Star Wars universe. And it's, I mean, I, I'm actually like just happy for Respawn. Did you guys watch the documentaries at all that are on there? If you got the special I, editions, you got the documentaries, I think. But then I found it. It's on YouTube. So if you go out on YouTube, not not that I'm condoning you do that, but you can find the whole <laughs> thing on YouTube. Um, somebody's uploaded it, and you can just watch. There was like four or five of them, and somebody pieced them all together. And just to right. I mean, they, they said they were basically working on a Melee-focused game for a year and a half. And then they had a meeting one day, and someone came in and said, hey, we can keep working on this game, or we can do Star Wars and we're going to just leave it up to a vote for you guys to decide. And it took literally five seconds and everybody's hand was like, <laughs> yep, we're just going to throw all that out. We're going to do Star Wars. Like that. I of mean, course. just the idea of being able to do something in this world is awesome. And they, they did such a great job. Um, yeah. I want to jump into the story a little bit. Cause you know, like I said, for me, the idea that it takes place after order 66, I thought was great. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't actually, ex I mean, maybe I did, think that at some point we would see order 66 actually executed but i think the way they did it by kind of having you you know go back see your master uh, multiple times uh what was his name jero to paul i think was his name mm -hmm. um yep. you know to to have him kind of train you have those flashbacks kind of throughout the game have you kind of get invested in him a bit see kind of the relationship that cal had with him and then to go through the actual moment of order 66 i thought was just i mean at that moment just kind of blew my mind as i was playing through yeah. it because you knew it was coming you knew when he was talking to you you saw that trooper behind him it was like yeah, this is it this is going to be that moment and yeah. i loved it man it was on island right right before he builds a saber and truly becomes a jedi i guess oh it was i before, think it yeah. was it or, was yeah. yeah before that but yeah I think so. And that's when I finally got behind Cal. Because up until that point, I'd honestly found pretty much every other character more interesting. <laughs> and yeah. watching him go through Order 66 and trying to escape away. And then, you know, apparently I'm jumping a bit. But when he become, builds that new lightsaber, I'm just, that's when I finally got invested in him. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, it's a super good turning point for the character at that point because he's using his old master's lightsaber, like all his life kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not really his and, to, you know, he kind of forges his own path. And so, like, I think that that was just a super good story, a story point, you know, that someone wrote, which was just kind of genius, you know, just yeah. let letting him like kind of step out of that comfort zone he had lived in his entire life and then okay and you know when, when his lightsaber breaks he just kind of like doesn't know what to do like oh man like it's all over 
And then he kind of gets inspiration and then goes to Ilum and makes that lightsaber, which was, yeah, one of the coolest points. And yeah, I'm kind of with you with that. Uh, so just when he builds that lightsaber for the first time, you kind of get behind him as a character more. So definitely. Yep. I think uh, even the arc of Seer and uh, Trilla, even that whole thing, you know, you kind of think that maybe Seer just kind of basically what threw her under the bus and that kind of is what led to her fall into darkness. And then later on we get that flashback of essentially kind of what happened of Seer basically leaving her with the Rodian, right? Saying like, I'll be back. May the force be with you. And then later on we see their, you know, basically being uh, when Sears being uh, tortured, you know, we have that whole moment. And, you know, when we see we see through Trilla's eyes, basically what Seer did to kind of escape when we see her put that helmet on. I mean, everything about this game, God, like it just there were so many moments in this game that I mean, even we, we've been talking in the chat about the tree when you're climbing the tree on Kashyyyk. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that right. was epic. When And then you know, what what is the, the beast you fight? The gorgora or something it's called the where you're fighting it and then oh, you the the very first level no very, no no no, no. Talk about the thing, uh, well you're, you're like skydiving a couple moments oh, like landing on it yes and stabbing yeah it the big face. old bird yeah right oh no, it was a bat right that thing was the a giant bat. bat yes that's right yeah yeah oh. yeah that was pretty insane that bat you know like the cinematic like you know, shots of you falling down through the air and landing on it over and over again. And yep. then, you know, that that was pretty cool, pretty epic. Which I think goes back to, what's his name, Stig from, um, he worked on God of War 3. You could tell there was definitely that kind of infused into this, where there were those moments where the camera kind of would pan out a little bit and give you that more, you know, the bigger epic set piece scenes um, that were in the game. I mean, but even things as simple as, and I'm sure it was used to hide the loading, but when you would like shimmy down like a small little, you know, crevice between the two rocks and just the animations of that um, would just looked, looks great. It was like every, every single one right. wasn't the same, you know, like at some point yeah, there'd, like, be, there'd be something in there and BD would have to jump off and like climb yeah. over a little board and you would kind of go through feet first or sometimes he'd go head first. Oh, yeah. And it's like, they just put a lot of uh, little fine touches in the game to make it, um, you know, truly, truly real, I guess is the right way to say it. Um, what do you guys think of, I guess, what would you call it? Is it the MacGuffin? Is that the word everybody uses where it's the, the holocron, the fact that we're chasing, um, the holocron that has the location of all the force sensitive children in, like, we'll just say the star Wars universe or whatever it is. Um, and then the way that it ends, who was the one that actually kind of planted that seed in Cal's mind? Was it, was it, uh, Trilla that said that where she said, no, did she say like, what are, you, his, what are you going to do? It was, just, his, it was Marion. I think it was Marin, the the new shipmate that they get. Yes, that was from that's who it was, right? The night sister. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She she was kind of like, do you really want to find these children? Because if you find these children, you know they might have like a similar fate to your master, or, mm -hmm. or you know they they might get killed, or they're gonna get hunted. And so it kind of like made him think about it. And he went, yeah, you know what? We should actually trust in the force and let these children have their own fates. Like if <sighs> the force is strong with them, they're gonna find their way, which is which makes total sense. And I think that that was just such a cool plot, you know, another cool plot point that they had where, you know, they could, you know, they'll find their own path. And that's just like, I think that's really cool. And, and dude, that leads into Luke Sky, you know, Luke Skywalker, that leads into what we're seeing right now with Ray. Like that's mm -hmm. that's the reason why, you know, that that's what I thought was so just, just ingenious about this was it was like not only a way for them to 
you know, just explain away what it was that he was finding and not have to worry about it in future movies. But it also says, okay, well, this is why nobody ever hunted those kids down or why, you know, nobody really hunted Luke down because it was like the, the information of where he was and really who he was, it's gone. Like nobody knew about it because Cal did the right thing. He, he just destroyed it and all that information was gone. Um, I think that's just, yeah. that's just awesome. Um, yeah. And, yeah, timing. Sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to say about the timing? What? And some convenient timing. As I told you, I started watching Clone Wars, and I had just started season two, which start, opens up with Bet Cat with Cat uh, sneaking into the archives to steal basically that holocron, yes. the location of all sensitive children in the world or the galaxy. Something like that. It just worked out perfectly timing-wise for me. You know, I think that was what was really cool about this game overall was it, it had a lot of nods to Clone Wars. I mean, even the whole Night Sisters and kind of their history and all that, that's all like season three, I think, of, of Clone Wars. A bunch of that's in there. Um, I just thought that was really neat. And even seeing, um, you know, T'Pol in, in just the Jedi armor is awesome because that's what Obi-Wan wears through half of the Clone Wars when you watch that series. And just I love that that type of Jedi where they're wearing kind of the, you know, the shoulder pads and all that. Um, mm -hmm. So like anybody that's a Clone Wars fan, like this is a game for you. Um, even though maybe at first glance it doesn't seem it, and it really is. There's a lot of little pieces uh, kind of all uh, sprinkled in, in throughout it all. Yeah. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about, I think, in the, in the game? Um, maybe we can go uh, through and just kind of talk about, like, the planets and things like that. I mean, like, starting out with uh, that first one that you go to. I mean, the names escape me of the first planet you Bo go to, but Bogana? pretty cool. Bogana. Bog Bogana, yes. Um you know, going there for your first time, I like that they let you kind of veer off the path and fail a little bit, you know, because when mm -hmm. you when you go in and you're like, oh, OK, and you, and you say something to BD1 like, hey, I just want to check this out over here. I know we're supposed to go that way, but I want to check out over here. And, and you go over there and then you see this giant freaking frog <laughs> that freaking <laughs> kicks your butt, man. It kicks your freaking butt so hard. And I like I went back to him like three times. I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, actually, no, I'm not going to do this. I'll come back to you later, buddy. <laughs> so like. Uh, yeah, this, that kind of stuff was pretty cool. Like then letting you fail a little bit, but I think you go a little bit further and you see like another one, but it's like smaller, I guess it's not like an actual boss, but I remember getting to that one. And when you get to that one, your character goes run. And I was like, no, I'm not going to run. I'm going to turn around. <laughs> I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a Jedi Knight right now. And I freaking killed it, you know? And it was, it just felt good when you did stuff like yeah. that, you know, like, you know, you're underpowered, you know, you don't have a lot of force abilities, but when you actually like take down this thing and you've got like a sliver of health left, you're just like, yeah, like I just did that. Like a lot of cool moments like that in the game. Definitely. And, and see, that's, that really is the hook of like Dark Souls. Is it's like you may you'll bang your head against the wall for two hours and you know die twenty times whatever it is but when you have that moment where you fi finally defeat whatever it is you were trying to do it's <laughs> because you did it you know as I you you hunkered down figured out the pattern of what you needed to do and you just got better at the game and beat that part of the game like that's I love that they infuse that into this game and I love the fact that even with the meditations they brought in the idea that when you meditate. It's a risk versus, you know, reward, reward basically, where it's like, yeah, you'll get your, your stim packs back. And yeah, you're going right. to save here, but everybody else is respawning. So it's like, do I want to meditate yep. now or do I not want to meditate? Or, you know, there was always just this, this whole time you're playing the game. You really have to think like that. And um, I, it just makes it, I think, more rewarding when you have those moments, like you said, where you take down that, that big creature. It's just, 
just adds to the overall uh, thing. And, and Bogano definitely was a, a beautiful place. And of course, going to Kashyyyk next. I mean, I love any time Kashyyyk has ever been just portrayed in anything. Um, the first time you go to Kashyyyk, obviously you're saving the Wookiees, which, by the way, the Wookiees looked pretty odd. Terrible. They, yeah, yeah probably. Uh, it's, it's a lot of hair. It's a lot of hair to animate. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, yeah. Just wasn't wasn't uh, feeling the Wookiees in this one. But the second time you go back to Kashyyyk, that's when you're in the tree. I think, right? That's yeah. when you're climbing way yeah. up the tree. And... The under, what do they call it? The uh, shadow. The Wookiees have a name for it. You go there and KOTOR too. Shadowlands. Mm. The Shadowlands. Oh, yep. 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 To get to the tree. And the plants are alive and trying to get you as you're fighting the regular <laughs> bad guys do. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, when you're climbing the vines and then those little those little plants are coming at you yeah. and it's all intense. You're like, oh, climb faster. You just hurry you up know? and go faster. They're creepy, just like slowly coming <laughs> yeah. at you. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, I think Dathmir was just awesome. You know, that's just a cool planet. And that, again, from the Clone Wars, I mean, they go there. That's where Darth Maul and all, you know, that whole race Where his is species from. is from, right? Yep. Yeah. That's yep. crazy. And uh, there's a whole arc there with the Night Sisters. So it's uh, it was kind of cool to kind of be there. And then, I mean, you go there, what? I went there, I'm sure you guys did, to get the double saber. Oh, early. Okay, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this is something really interesting and cool. People get that double saber at different points in the story. It's not the same every single time. Because I was hearing this and I was like, what are they talking about? Because I was listening to other podcasts about the about the game because I just couldn't, you know, I had to listen to somebody talk about it, right? Yeah. And uh and they they were talking about it. They're like, Oh yeah, I got mine here and I got mine there. And I'm like, wait, what? There's different places. So I actually got mine on Bogano. And if you remember, Mark, I was talking to you in the chat. I was private messaging you because I wanted to talk to you about the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, go back to Bogano. You know, like you can beat that frog or whatever. And I was like, oh. and, and there might, I was like, there might be, there might be a couple other cool things there too. I got my double lightsaber there because I went back when I had another ability and I opened up a doorway and it was like, he's like, oh, this is Jaro to Paul's other hilt like it's just sitting here or something like that and he picks it up and then you go to the workstation and he just puts it together and all of a sudden really ignite ignites his oh, lightsaber and it's a double-bladed lightsaber and I, and like this is the moment that i was telling you about like like when he did that when he turned that lightsaber on my jaw just dropped and i just like <laughs> stared at the screen and i was like this is so cool See, i had i had heard that you could get it and so i just like on youtube went out and i think eric's had a video up and it was just like go to dathmir dude and so i just followed the path like oh okay here's where i'll go and get it because they open that planet up to you almost immediately once Early. you get off pagano you can go there yeah. or go to kashik yeah. wow and you got it on pagano i didn't know that i got it on pagano i didn't go into dathmir super far that's probably why like i kind of went in like killed a few enemies and found okay. a couple echoes and i was like okay i'm out of here you know and because i was like maybe i'm not supposed to be here yet you know that kind of mm-hmm. thing but i was watching a, a walkthrough i think noah j four five six that guy i was yeah, watching I him is, yeah. do his yeah i was doing i was watching his walkthrough and he got it on dathmir and i was like what in the heck like that's crazy <laughs> huh. but yeah Gary, where did you get yours I got mine on Bogona. You did? I didn't find oh. out that you could go to Dathomir basically from the start until after I'd already completed the game. <laughs> but from what I've read, it, it has more impact if you get it on Bogona. Hmm. Yeah. She's gone through the things, and it's kind of up there a ways. And... Wow, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what yeah. if, like, if, I, if you go to where I got mine on Dathomir and I go to where you got yours, like, is there anything different? There be being mm-hmm. that I, you know, if you go to the opposite place, like where, like right now, I got mine on Dathmere. If I go to where you got yours on Bagano now, what's there? Mm-hmm. Nothing, just a workbench. Uh, I don't know. Probably just a workbench. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Hmm. 
it just triggers at different points. Like if you were to go to that workbench on Dathomir 1st, I think the, you know, it's like a little bit of not a cinematic, but it like kind of does something a little different. And same thing with Pagano. I think just depending on which one you hit first, it's probably going to trigger it. Wow. Do we, do we know anything about Malakos? He's never been in anything, right? I mean, we know he's, uh, he's kind of like a fallen Jedi, I guess. I kind of, you know, kind of, what did he do? I mean, he basically kind of forced himself into the Night Sisters. Yeah, he kind of just kind of took advantage of them because yeah. he knew that they were super Learned weak and he wanted and then, to, yeah, yep. take over. Because at first I'm but, trying to think, like, is this going to be a big, like, shocker of who this person is? And I'm looking at him, I'm like, it doesn't sound like Obi-Wan. He's got the beard, like, you know, like Obi-Wan and <laughs> hope. But no, you know, it can't be that. And, and then, you know, when he took the shirt off, I was like, all right, well, this guy is nobody. And then, of course, we or he gets basically buried in Dathmir, right? I mean, Marin just basically buries him in the ground uh, for mm-hmm. all eternity, probably. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That character was kind of interesting, I thought, especially the first time. Because I saw him on my way to get my double saber. Like, I, that's when I first was introduced to him, when he was just kind of the weird guy standing there with the hood. And went past him and then got there. Hmm. Um, Ilum, right? I guess that would be the the next planet we go to. I mean, Ilum was awesome. That's where we actually forged the uh, saber, right? Yeah, Ilum was pretty cool. I remember going to Ilum actually in Star Wars: The Old Republic. I actually used to play that game a lot. Mm-hmm. And you go to Ilum there, and it was you know same thing, this like snowy looking planet and pretty cool. And I just I like the history that they had. Like, I think when you walk in there, he starts saying, oh, yeah, Master Yoda opened up this doorway over yes, here for us one time. Cool. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that he's, like, remembering from when he was, like, a little kid, you know, seeing Yoda, you know, open up this doorway on Ilum so that they can go get their kyber crystals or whatever they were doing there. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a pretty cool piece of lore that they threw in there. But, yep. yeah, I don't know. I don't, even, I don't even know what Ilum is now. Like, if, like, in, in canon now, do... Like, is there a chance that we might see that in a future movie or, or anything like that? Kind of cool. There, there seems to be uh, some Star Destroyers and some ice in Rise of Skywalker. I don't know what's going <laughs> oh, yeah, on there, but, I mean, you know, who knows? Old. That might be a, a place we may, may actually go in the next movie here. Um, yeah. uh, and then I wish, like, right now, if you go, you finish the game, you go back in. It, it When you go in, it tells you we're starting you. Um, right before you went to the fortress. Is that what they called it? Was it the fortress or? Yeah. I yeah. wish yes. we could do that mission again. Cause like, as I did it, I was like, man, I wish I could just go just do this again. Cause I actually want my daughter to see the, the Vader part because <laughs> oh that was, oh, so good. You, you what, Gary? <clears throat> go ahead, Gary. I was wondering when we were going to get there. Yeah. New Vader had to come up eventually. You knew he had to, right? I mean, they had yeah. to do that. And the way they did it was so awesome. I mean, you're fighting Trilla, and then you just – she kind of freezes, and then you just hear the breathing. Um was oh awesome. And, I mean, he was scary. Like, he was really coming at you. And I love the moment where we basically – you know, that you could see they have us pull. You know, you pull that that big whatever it was, tank or whatever is above him, and then he just puts his mm-hmm. hand up and stops it. Like, no. Like, you know, first yeah. like, oh, wow, we're going to throw this at him. We're actually going to fight. And then it's like, nope, he's, he's too powerful. He can't even bother. <laughs> run away <laughs> yeah just run i mean literally that's what you do you just run away that was yeah, all they had exactly you got yeah. real strong one vibes from that whole sequence yes. with vader being yep. scary and angry but i was very surprised that you know we didn't die because right. i mean that was part of what you know helped rogue one fit into the continuity was you know all these characters they died that's why they aren't in any of the later movies so i'm yeah, real yeah. curious 
we're gonna go out from here. Yeah, you know what? That that's actually a really good point. Is because like I don't think we'll ever see him in a movie. You know, because I think they're getting they're putting an end to kind of that Skywalker era at the end of nine, right? But there is a chance that like Obi Wan series or you know Mandalorian, like, man, yeah, Cal just shows up. Could you imagine if like Cal just showed up with BD One on his shoulder? Like people would lose their minds. It'd be amazing. Holy crap, dude! Yeah, yep. it would just well, be. We yeah, definitely. I, I think you know we're we're in that in that part now with Disney Plus out there where they could do that. They could put any of the, any of these characters that we saw in here. I mean, I really thought Seer was gonna she was gonna be the one to go, like from the very beginning. And then when of course she got thrown off the side, I was like, oh, yeah. there she goes. That's sad. And then of course she comes back. Another really cool thing with Seer is just her constant battle with the dark side kind of thing. And yeah. that's why she cut her that's why she cut herself off from the forces because she was starting to like kind of fear that she was giving into the dark side a little mm-hmm. too much, right? She's like, Oh, I can't handle this, and she just cut herself off from the force completely so that she didn't turn to the dark side. And then you see that a little bit when she is fighting Vader. She starts to tap like tap into the the dark side a little bit and she starts pulling everything around her and and darth vader i think he says like a line like oh like you know the dark side is strong with you or like he says something like that to her and then cal kind of goes like oh yeah no don't think about what you're doing you know you're you're tapping into the dark side right now you don't want to do this we can do this another way and she kind of listens to him and she eases up and then that's when he kind of you know breaks the window and all the water rushes in and then you yep. see vader kind of holding back the water and kind of gets distracted so they can get out of there. But it's really cool. Like another plot point, just super good with the story. Whoever wrote this story is just, uh, I got to look who, who that, who that was mostly. And like what team of writers did this because it was just, you know, super good, like very deep and, you know, giving these, uh, characteristics, characteristics to these characters, uh, I mean, that's why I said, you know, I, I mean, I'm glad we're all gamers and so we get to experience it. But, it, you know, if we do see Cal show up, like, I mean, how great would it be to have an Obi-Wan series where you have yeah. the Mantis come flying in at some point and you have Cal, you have Seared, you have everybody. I mean, get them all in there because why not? Reason Everybody's money. still there. Where, I mean, even Obi-Wan having the history with the Night Sisters, you could even have Marin, you know, somehow even be and that could be a whole arc. Of the whole thing where he just teams up with, you know, he Obi-Wan flies on the Mantis with him and they go back to Dathmir or whatever it is. Like, they could do mm-hmm. that, but people who didn't play the game won't know but those no characters, one. you know? And mm-hmm. and it, which really, I mean, guess doesn't really matter. I mean, if they, as long as they introduce him properly and they could just be another Jedi in that. And us, us having played the game, we just know the history and could, you know, we would get more out of that. Um, yeah. But... I think they did little uh-huh. nods like in Rogue One to even like the Clone Wars that not a lot of people picked up on or, you know, like not the Clone Wars, but uh, might have been Rebels. Rebels or something you, I mean, like you that. hear like, Hera, you see, you see Hera. Yep. You see their yeah. ship. You hear her. You literally hear the actress's voice on right. the, or on the, so, the com. Yeah, I don't put it past them that they could do something like that. You know, put Cal in there, you know, somebody. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, uh, that actor's young enough, too. So we'll yeah. care. And then Rise of Skywalker's bringing in that ship from uh, the current series. Yeah. Uh, we saw it during the Armada. Yep. You see it come in. Yeah. Name is Ghost. Well, well, the ghost is from Rebels. Yeah. You see the ghost in the background. Yep. And who knows what? Well, I, you, I mean, who knows? People have that. Has anybody gone look at that picture? Is the Mantis in there as well? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is it right? old man Cal go, like go in there? Like, got in there. <laughs> Grease's grandson is on is flying the ship. I mean, I don't oh, know. What you guys? What you guys think about Greasy? Oh my gosh, dude, he was hilarious. I like, thought he was just great. Some of the yeah. things, 
Yeah, like there was actually something I saw on Twitter just barely, and they were saying like the best part and like the best cut scene in uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and it's the one where I don't know if you guys remember this, but Greasy was putting so much salt on his food and he <laughs> yeah. would not stop putting salt on his food and it distracted me i didn't even know what was happening in, happening in the story i couldn't hear what they were saying because i was literally <laughs> just staring at the salt shaker and it was just going and going yeah, i was like how much salt is he you gonna know put what on that there? was that was when i think cal had learned kind of the truth about seer and i say the truth but it was the first time he learned that seer had yes. turned on trill and they sat down for dinner and like you could see, he was just very nervous. Like he could tell there was some awkwardness between Sierra and Cal. He just kept putting salt on his food. I couldn't even pay attention. I was like, "This is a really important part of the story, and all I'm looking at is this salt shaker." Yeah, but yeah. I think super uh, good. even just speaking of other characters, like BD One was awesome. Like they really nailed just that feeling of having that almost like a BB Eight. You know, like just how BB Eight, like almost immediately when you saw him on screen you were like, I love this droid. Like, there was just something about him. Oh I'm, I'm, I'm in, and BD-1 was the same way. And then even, they even make you feel bad for him. Yeah. And they give you, the, like, he his basically leg. wiped, had his memory wiped until he could come up with what someone else that he could find a connection to, and then that's when he could kind of tap into his his uh, circuitry or whatever it was. It was just right. like, I, oh. I thought you were talking about his leg, because when he goes oh, to fight leg. that thing, his <laughs> yeah. leg gets hurt, and he's, like, limping, and you're like, oh, yep. my gosh, no. Yep. <laughs> and then he, like, fixes him up. But yeah. What was that, Gare? Said so I gotta fix him. Yeah. I just I don't see how Star Wars continuously makes us care for these ro- droids who do- have no emotive abilities. They only talk in chirps and whistles. But I mean, from R two to BB eight, now to BD one. Yep. I mean, do they just keep managing making them connect? Yeah, I don't know. I actually read an article. We get this um, like Disney insider thing or something in the mail and it was a whole spread on dio the new droid for rise of skywalker and they said that i think bba is going to find him like just in the corner covered in dust and he kind of wakes him up and um then dio is almost like a little puppy or like an infant that just constantly follows bba like he just looks up to bba so you know there's going to be a moment when something's going to happen and you know poor dio is going to be all by himself (laughs) and we're all going to be crying for dio like because he lost bba for whatever reason it's just like, man, yeah, they do, Gary. They find a way to do it. And uh, I, I actually, when you watch the documentary, they said with uh, BD-1, they wanted to kind of give a nod to Luke training with Yoda on his back. And that's why, that's kind of where they came up with the idea to have BD-1 on your shoulder constantly. Right. And um, It worked. Yeah, it did. Because he was constantly moving. I mean, the animation in this game, like, kudos to the animators. Because, I mean, it was just n- everything on the screen was constantly. And even, I think that's what adds to the, the combat. Like, the melee combat is, it's very deliberate. Why That's why things feel weighty. Because when you swing that saber, it's not just like a quick, you know, boom, 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 boom. It's actually, you got to follow through. It's like a commitment when you press that button. Um, but it adds to the overall just feel of the game. Like, it, it's just, it's great the, the way they animated it all. Um, yeah. What else? Anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit more about when you construct your lightsaber. So yeah, pretty cool when you grab the crystal, right? And it breaks breaks. and you're kind of like, oh, you know, and he, he again goes into that, like, oh man, all is lost. And then BD1 kind of cheers him up a little bit and he goes, yeah, you know what? I can actually put this into, you know, I get, I don't know how he really does it. Does he like put one half of the crystal in one side and then another half of the crystal in the other side? That's, and that's why he's able to split it at that point. I think so. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's what he does with it. But I thought that moment was just super cool when he did that and just choosing that color. And then all of a sudden there's all these choices, like just a whole bunch of different choices of colors. And I think I chose purple and then I got this like metal, this metal, like, you know, you can get all the different types of metals. There was this one that was tinted like a red color. Mm -hmm. And so I got this like red metal and then, you know, I actually customized uh, the lightsaber to actually look kind of like the one I got from Galaxy's Edge when I was visiting there. Nice. So it's kind of cool to be able to do that. Like the customization was super reminiscent of that, like changing all the different, uh, you know, pieces of it. And yeah, pretty cool. That's cool. What are you going to say, Gary? Oh, crap. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, up to that point, you really only had, I mean, I had the special edition, so I had the orange you know, but mm-hmm. you really only had two colors, right? That was it. But then at yeah. that moment, you, you kind of turned, and it was cool how they had you do it too. You're, you know, you're not in a menu. You're actually looking at your hand, turning that crystal, and you know, you kind of pick your color. And then after that, any bench you go to, you can pick any color you want. But I just thought, like you said, uh, Jordan, that was cool that they kind of gave you that choice um, to be basically choose what you want to be at that point. And then, you know, that's really. At that point in the game, that's when Cal was forging that new lightsaber. He was no longer burdened by his master. I mean, he basically was taking everything he learned from him to create that saber. And, you know, that's a, kind of the turning point, I think, for Cal in the game. Is that, at that It's that point where he's just dead set and he's ready to go. Um, you know, at that point, what? Open the vault, I think, right? Because isn't that kind of where we, we hadn't opened the main vault at that point, right? To, no, we right. had not. We didn't yeah, get the, hol- or have the holocron stolen, I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. That was kind of cool seeing that too, where she actually takes the saber out and like, you know, over the left and the right shoulder and then over the top of the head knights him as a Jedi yeah. Knight. And that was a pretty cool moment. Well, have we too. ever seen that? I didn't even know they ever did that. Like, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, I don't guess think that makes sense. It. But well, first, isn't that the first time we see her use the force because she pulls the lightsaber to his hand for the ceremony? And I think that's the first time she used it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Knights him in the ceremony. Got real Mass Effect Spectre vibes. Yeah, oh, yeah, a lot, dude. A lot of the game just walking on the ship in that. I was like, man, we just need a good Mass Effect game again. Like, oh, this is so good. Um, what did you guys think of just the puzzles? That's one thing. I mean, we talked about all the combat and that. The game is very, very puzzle heavy. And I never. There was one time that I got stumped, and I'm trying to think exactly which one it was. I think it might have been the one you go in the one room. And there were like multiple cables. I think it was right after you come out, came out of prison and you had to like uh-huh. power something up. I could power up one side, but I couldn't figure out how to do the other one. I was like, oh God, let me look this up on YouTube. But like, you had to like overcharge it, right? With yeah, the yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it was. And so that, that yeah. was the only one. Other than that, I'm pretty proud of myself. I actually figured most yeah. of these out. Um, but I thought, you know, they did kind of help you along. I mean, BD1 kind of would give you hints which is cool. You know, if you needed that, he kind of beep you in certain directions or kind of have Cal say something out loud to kind of at least put you in the right direction, which half the time I already knew what he was kind of saying, but I, I still didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> but it was cool figuring it out. And then even the jumping puzzles that were in the game, you know, there were definitely, you know, traversal puzzles kind of throughout there where you maybe had to pull on something, swing across and, and run on the walls mm-hmm. and all that. It was just, I don't know, yeah. man. I love this game. Like it, so it's so nice when you get that force really pull, good. so you can force pull a vine to yes. you. Like it, that was super nice when you got that. Yep. With the way that they took bits and pieces of the mechanics from different games, you know, with a heavy dose of Uncharted, there was a bit of roughness to it. So yeah, the force pulling of the vines made a world of difference. Yep. But the thing I liked about it was, well, even with the puzzles, is it gave them the chance to you know slow things down, mm-hmm. which gave us this 
awesome story. I mean, it was a different it was a different bent than you know traditionally action Star Wars games go. It's not a Force Unleashed where you're constantly hammering on everything. Yep. This gave you time to you know inhabit the world, learn exactly. the character. And even like but, learn learn the world too, Gary. You know, you got to like know the paths and everything. I was actually I actually was taking time to stop and look around. You know, like like in in Force Unleashed, it's just there's so many so many stormtroopers coming at you. You're pulling Tie Fighters out of the sky to throw them at the stormtroopers. Like you're just as cool as it is and as awesome as those games are. You never really stop to smell the roses. Where in this one, the roses are trying to kill you and you're running from them. Like sometimes, like it's <laughs> it just it was just so great to be able to do that in a in a Star Wars game, right? Just to just yeah. immerse yourself in it. Um, I will say, you know, I think for me, this is probably top three Star Wars games, maybe if not towards. I mean, Knights oh, of the Republic will always yeah. be my number one. Nothing will ever top that. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Jordan. Star Wars: The Old Republic still is yeah. awesome. I mean, the writing is just on on par with Knights of the Republic too. But I mean, Jedi. Je- yeah, actually, just Jedi Knight is good. Just Revan, his story. Just I oh, just so if if you've read the books as well, there's the Old Republic books, and there's one titled Revan. If you haven't read that, you got to do it because it's oh, it's just so good. Is like, it? See, if I they, never have. Oh, man, I got to I, I, I need them. I need them to do the next trilogy about, about Revan. Like, oh, my gosh. Could you imagine the Old Republic, you know? Just, yeah. oh, so much better. Written by Carpetian, too. That yeah. what? It's written by Drew Carpetian, too, the actual lead Bioware writer. Oh, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the Mass Effect yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah, and the Dark Bane yeah. book. Yeah, Revan was really good. Yeah, if you like notes... It may be invalidating your KOTOR one or two because they make some decisions, you know, canon decisions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you like Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, you definitely need to read the Revan. Okay. It's super good. But. Um, I will say, like, I love the idea that this is just a video game ass video game. You know, there's no mm-hmm. no DLC, none of that. But, well, I don't want to say DLC. There's no I want DLC, transactions. Though. But, yeah, but that's what I was going to say. Is, <laughs> no, please give me, like, I want the Spider-Man DLC. Yeah. Like, even though those were only an hour and a half, two hours, whatever they were, they I they could keep punk, pumping those out for as long as they want. Like, it, with Spider-Man, yeah. I would be right there, and I wish they would do it on, in this. Like, I want to go on an adventure with these guys. Like, everybody made it through to the end. So, yeah. let's keep going. Like, let me... It's like, just another planet. Like, just, you know, it's, introduce yes. another planet. Let us go there. You know, fight like a mini boss. It doesn't have to be super, like, crazy canon. Like, oh, Darth Vader shows up again. No, no. just Dude, it could be like a Malakos small. type thing where you go there, there's yeah. a problem on the planet or a character's there or whatever. Something's going on. And you spend a few hours just, just exploring yeah. it and solving the problem that's there. More cosmetics. Like, I, I felt like the the cosmetics were lacking a little bit because like you get a poncho and then like yeah. just a whole different whole bunch of different ponchos like <laughs> you don't get yes. like Actually, it'd be, yeah. it would have been cool if like at the end you like unlock like actual jedi robes, robes. or like you know something yes. like that you know that would have been so cool yep i was surprised i mean do we know though is that in there like if you 100 percent the game do you unlock anything like that or, or like i mean i was talking about the uh, jedi armor do you, i mean how great would that be you get like to paul's his, yeah. his uh his thing would be great how many actual outfits did you guys unlock? Because I've only got I have, two. I mean, I've I have got all of them. <laughs> did you get all? Oh, you yeah. got all of them, Jordan? I didn't get them oh all. I, I got a decent amount, though, man. I mean, it's I was going through. I think the one I wore the Kashyyyk one for a while because it had the bird on the back, and then I forget which one I just switched to now. It's brown and it has like black stripes, kind of on it. Right. 
But there's a really cool one that you get from Dathomir. It's like black, and then there's like orange, like jagged looking things, like kind of like how Darth Maul's face is, right? But it's oh, on the poncho. Cool. And that one's the one that I usually not go to. The, poncho, the actual costume. The oh, actual. The, yes, like underneath it, right? Yes. I only it's, found it's it's, it's only different colors. It's it oh. it'll change the color of it, and it's the same kind of vest thing mm. with the straps, but it just changes. There's like a green one, a yellow one a gray and then like a black and like a blue the blue and the black don't even look any different really you can't tell the difference <laughs> but anyways nice all right well guys we're going on almost 50 minutes here man i think oh, uh man. i think i think people nice. can tell we we like star wars jedi fallen order i think is what do you guys think and, and i talked about it earlier on in the show what do you think about it not being part of the game awards i was gonna say that before we left oh my gosh it's 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 a crime yeah they should be put in jail well, in- <laughs> I mean, the issue comes in that the voting closes on the day it came out. I don't care, Gary. There were pre, there were pre reviews, all that stuff is out there. Press had this game, man. Like, there has come on, to Jeff Keeley. Like- you know what it is Jeff Keeley? Because he's in Death Stranding. He just wanted Death. He just wants Death Stranding. <laughs> That's all. His, his good buddy you know Kojima. What? That's With why. the internet nowadays, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if the internet made a petition, put this game in the freaking running. You might be able to get it to happen, but I don't know. Like, it kind of sucks that it's not. It's and then I don't even think it can run next year. I saw something. Uh, I think it's Andrea Renee or somebody put on Twitter saying like that it won't even be able to go to the next one. Well, uh, next year's Smash right? Brothers is in this one, and Smash Brothers came out December last year. Okay. So I think oh, it so can. I think hope. I think it can. It'll be a neck, but that that's just weird, right? Like to me, it's like no, let's go to the end. I mean, it, it does yeah. think because of the timing of the awards show. Yeah, it comes out in December. But still, you knew this game was coming out. Like, and it, you knew there yeah. was a good chance it would probably be up there. People would at least want it up there. But just see, should have waited. The thing, all the nominees and stuff, that's from all the judges. Like the. the heads of the companies and everything who submitted their picks their and picks, then I, know. Yeah. I mean it's not like the game awards did this the press the people who will be covering it did this yeah right and they're Jeff getting Keeley. a lot of praise like you know the fans are giving them a lot of praise i think a lot of people are putting out that they love this game i think that they should as a studio at respawn be very proud of this game mm-hmm. and i think the fact that they're going to do sequel and people are hyped about that already just says you know a ton of things i people are already like when's the next thing when's the next thing and they're like kind of like oh geez like (laughs) the game just came out guys like (laughs) let us enjoy this you know let them let them take a victory lap real quick because it's it's definitely a good game and i think it's going to show with the fans the feedback they're getting everyone's the only issue that i've ever seen anyone have with the game is that there's a couple glitches you know and those can be those those can be fixed in patches so that'll be patched out for sure so could you know respawn just Doing great, doing great things. When you look back at it with Apex this year, and then I mean, even you know Titanfall oh, yeah. two, of course, it's just great studio. It's in good hands, and hopefully, hopefully, this will be the turning point for EA. Is what I can say. As at least with EA Star Wars games. Hopefully, now you know they've learned from this and say, hey, we can put out a game without all these microtransactions and all that. Star Wars fans will be there. They're they're invested in it, and maybe we'll see. You know, I mean, how great would it be to get like another Rogue Squadron game or something like that? Give us like yeah. a, a flight game. I mean, those games are awesome. I love those games back in the day. X-Wing. Uh, all right. Well, guys, thank you here for tuning in. Uh, Jordan, thank you, of course, for joining us, man. 
No problem. Appreciate it. So glad we could uh, finally finally get you here talking on the show. And and you know, by the way, like I said, Jordan is a patron here uh, for the enthusiast life. So if you want to be a patron and join that first patron, you were the very first patron. That's right, you were. So if you are interested in becoming a patron just like Jordan, you can find that down in the show notes. And Gare, tell everybody where they can find you, man, because you've been hosting a uh, amazing podcast here that uh, is taking off, man. Tell everybody where they can find you. The name of the show. Well, I host Hey That's Comics. near weekly podcast where i dive into everything going on in the world of comics primarily focusing on you know classic stuff um i'm a ba- found on basically every platform except for podbean and that's about it hey that's comics on twitter instagram all the social medias awesome. that's it yeah cool jordan give everybody your uh you're on twitter too right yeah i am on twitter so yeah it's just j17 j17 falcon it's on twitter youtube um, I have a little bit of some montage videos on YouTube for like Destiny and uh, a little bit of PUBG, but yeah, uh, just search the the name J17 Falcon. You should be able to find me. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, like I said, email the show, theenthuselife at gmail.com. We'd love to know what you guys think of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because I, I really haven't seen anybody say they don't like the game. Like, Adam, the only thing I've seen is kind of what you said, Jordan, where it was like, oh, it was a little buggy right now. You know, I, I kept falling off the cliff multiple times or whatever it mm-hmm. is. I haven't, But I haven't really seen anybody say this game's garbage or, you know, any of those type <laughs> of things. Like, that we saw right. with, like, Battlefront, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's been awesome. But I would love to know what everybody thinks. And uh, Chris will be back next week. Chris actually... As we're recording this is at, well, he's probably home from Epcot because he probably watched the fireworks, but uh, he was at Epcot today. But yesterday he was at Hollywood Studios, went to Galaxy's Edge, built a lightsaber, built a droid. So we're going to be talking all next week about just his trip to Disney World and, uh, of course, especially just Galaxy's Edge. And, you know, Chris hasn't been to Disney in, like, years. So I can't wait next week just to get his uh, his thoughts (laughs) on going to Disney. So we'll definitely be talking about that next week. And uh, other than that, everybody, thank you for tuning in. However you're tuning in, whether it's through Podbean, iTunes, or your podcast service of choice, thank you so much. And with that, I'll catch you next week. Later. See you.